Well, happy Christmas. Christmas Day is finally here, and here we are in a live meeting on Zoom or on YouTube. It's very exciting, except, of course, I'm recorded. But that's okay, because when I come to the Word of God today, we're going to take a little bit of time just to see what the Bible has to say to us on this wonderful Christmas Day. Now, I'm going to talk about names and how... Hold on a second. I wanted to be festive, but this is just getting annoying, so we'll get rid of those. We're going to talk about names and how we get them. Do you know how you got your name? Do you know what your name means, even? Our girls, at the moment, the younger ones particularly, are into Noddy. And Noddy gets his name because he nods. Now, it doesn't come through so much in the new version of the show. If you read the original books, that's what it's about. His name describes what he does. He's Nods, so he's called Noddy. And there's Bumpy Dog, a dog, guess what, that bumps into you a lot and jumps up and does things like that. His name describes what he does. Now, we don't quite have the same naming system for ourselves. For instance, my middle name is Philip, which means lover of horses. And so I don't know whether that's what my parents wanted for me or not, but I'm, you know, I like horses, they're okay, but I'm not a, a lover of them particularly. So that name, I've not fulfilled that particularly, I don't know. Or my wife, Julia. Now, anyone know what Julia means? Julia comes from Julius, which means bearded one. Now, both her and I are hoping that she doesn't live up to that name. And it's a lovely, beautiful name, but it's meaning mm, we're going to leave that aside. With our girls, they've all got something to do with Elizabeth in their name, because that name means God is my satisfaction. And it was our prayer for all our girls that they would find their satisfaction in God and God alone. And we're going to look at a particular baby today. You might guess which that baby is. And we can look at some of the names that he's given. Now, having had four girls, you kind of run out of names. And so by number three, you're kind of struggling. And how wonderful is it sometimes when an angel comes along and gives you a name? And that's what happens in the story we're going to read today. So here we go. This is from Matthew 1, verses 21 to 23. And this is the angel talking to Joseph of Mary and Joseph fame. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now we see there's two names here. And we're going to start off with the second name first. Emmanuel. Matthew 1, 23. They will call him Emmanuel. Now this comes from Isaiah. You see, hundreds of years ago, it was predicted by the prophet Isaiah that God would send someone called Emmanuel. And so in Isaiah 7, verse 14, it says this. Therefore, God himself will give you a sign the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Now what does that mean? Well, we're told in the text, God with us. 
And actually, God has always wanted to be with us. God will always want to be with us. We see it in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, with these beautiful moments where God would walk with them in the cool of the day. It's like God was chilling out. The first way to chill out was in the cool of the day to hang out with God. That's what Adam and Eve did. We move on a little bit and you see with the tabernacle and the temple, it was provision from God to allow him to be with them. It was meant to be the meeting place of heaven and earth, the tabernacle, the temple. And then we see any glimpse of heaven in the Bible, it can be most accurately described as unfettered and uninhibited access to God himself, God with us. That's what heaven is, God with us. And yet in this moment in time, 2,000 years ago, there's this name that comes to a baby, God with us. Why is that? Well, John, in his version of the gospel, in chapter 1, verse 14, says this. The word became flesh and took up residence among us. The word, logos. God himself, the communication of God, came to live with us. Jesus came. God came in the form of a baby. God is with us through that baby. Now, I think we're too used to this idea. We're too used to this idea of God somehow becoming a baby and living among us coming to this earth and taking residence among us. Philippians 2 says this, Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Now, I'm a big fan of big illustrations to make big points and make a big impact, okay? I like doing that. I think it's helpful for me, it's helpful for you. But you know something? No illustration, no example does this justice. I could talk about a king taking off his royal robe, stepping down and living amongst the people, but it comes nowhere near to describing how much God gave up to come as a man. Now we're made in human likeness, so we're made in God's image. And God came in human likeness, but it's described in this passage as making himself nothing. So we're the most glorious creature God has created. Yet for God to become like man is to become nothing. He gave up everything. Why? To be Emmanuel, to be God with us. But there's another name. Another name. Now, before we get to that other name, are there any Joshuas out there? Any Joshuas? Well, if you are Joshua, your name means the Lord saves. And Jesus is the same name in a slightly different language. And Jesus means the Lord saves. And the angel says to Joseph, you need to call your baby Jesus. It means the Lord saves. Now, saves what? 
Is Jesus going to save lots of shots? Is he going to be the best goalkeeper ever? Is he going to save loads of coupons from the newspaper and be very thrifty? Or is he going to save in a high-interest bank account? Not in this day and age, my friend. No, indeed. Well, no, the text tells us what he's going to save. The Lord saves what? The text says he will save people from their sins. Jesus, the Lord saves people from their sins. You see, we are surrounded with huge problems at the moment. An economic crash. COVID and a new strain that is more rampant than the previous. They're huge problems. We've got Brexit just around the corner. And at this point in time when I'm recording this, no trade deal. They're big problems. But let me say this with no sense of diminishing those problems at all. They are not our biggest problem. Our biggest problem is sin. Falling short of God's mark. Not living up to God's standards. Not being good enough for God. Enter Jesus into the world. He will save his people from their sins. And you see, when we put these two names together, Emmanuel, God with us, and Jesus, the Lord saves, then we really work out what's going on here. We realize this is the true Emmanuel, the true Savior. You see, in order for us to be saved from our sins, we needed to have someone who could identify with us and fully represent us. There was no one that could be found because no one was perfect. And so God himself had to send his son as the perfect one to become the perfect lamb who was sacrificed not for his own sins because he never did anything wrong but for yours and for mine. We've fallen way short of the glory of God. We've not lived up to our own standards, let alone God's standards. And yet God is desperate to be the God with us. So desperate, so loving that he sent his only son to die for our sins. You see, Christmas makes no sense without Easter. We cannot talk of the incarnation of God being Emmanuel and coming and dwelling amongst us if we don't look to what happened 33 years later. This perfect man, this God with us, willingly sacrificed himself. He was killed on the cross, not because he did anything wrong that deserved that, but because he was dying for your sins and for my sins. He was taking the punishment you deserved and I deserved. He was taking it upon himself. Why? Because God wants to know us. If nothing else, the Christmas stories tells us this, we can worship and know a God who wants to be known. He has made it possible. He has made it possible. Look at the lengths he's gone to. Not just coming as a baby, but dying on a cross that we might be with him. You see, Jesus is just like Noddy. I knew you were thinking that anyway. Jesus is just like Noddy. He does what his name describes. He's God with us, and he's our savior, and he has saved us from our sins. And do you know something, just to finish? At the end of his life on earth, he says this to the disciples. 
Surely I'll be with you until the very end of the age. And you do you know what he does next? He disappears. He says, I'm going to be with you. He came as Emmanuel. I'm going to be with you. And then he disappears. But a few days later, do you know what happens? The Spirit of God gets poured out at Pentecost. And those believers that had missed Jesus for those days suddenly say this, he's back. Jesus is back. And you see, the promise is for you and for me and all who are far off that the Spirit of God will be poured out, that we might know him in our everyday life. You see, when God says, I want to be Emmanuel, God with you, he doesn't want to be that distant relative we see once in a while. He doesn't want to be the Santa Claus that just drops, drops drip gifts to us very occasionally. He wants to be the God that walks with us every day, every hour, every minute. And it's possible to know him and to walk with him because we have Emmanuel, God with us. Because we have Jesus, the one who has saved us from our sins. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus, the one who is with us, taking residence amongst us, making himself nothing and dying on a cross that we might be saved from our sins and that we might know you. Lord, let this Christmas day be a day where we know you more closely. Let 2021 be a year when we walk with you every day knowing that you're a God that longs to know us and be with us and that you have dealt with our sin forever and for that we are grateful and for that we worship you. Amen.